Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We are. So good morning. Jim was just sharing about this double rainbow that we saw. And, you know, Genesis 9, I went and looked it up again this morning to be reminded of the covenant between God and his his people, the earth, and all that is in it. And what a great reminder, because we need to cling to the promises of God, and especially in a time when we feel like things are out of control. So thank you so much for, uh, you know, I'm thankful for what God gives us and the promises that he puts in front of us every day. And the scripture is full of that. And we get to dive in and talk about that a little bit today. All right. So how about this story? When COVID hits and your ministry or your business was solely based on face-to-face contact and communication, then you're either in trouble and in danger of disappearing or you have to pivot. That's the powerful word of 2020. The Pocket Tessering League, they chose to pivot. The 127-year-old organization had to change the way they were doing things and have been doing things since its inception. How do you do this? Here's how. By the power of God, because he brings the blueprints of solutions to our organizations, to our hearts, to our minds, to solve the problems of the earth. He's available for your problem, too. I wanted you to hear it firsthand from David Collum. And Molly Yoder from the Pocket Testament League, we had a call set up with them today. We said, hey, let's record this instead. Let's not just catch up. Let's catch everybody up. David and Molly, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, it's great to be with both of you this morning. I hope you feel that way when we're all done, David. Molly, do you feel the same? (laughs) Always, Jim, always. (laughs) Okay, I'm just checking. All right, so David, listen, when COVID hit and your general way of doing things went completely illegal and dangerous... How hopeless did things seem for the Pocket Testament League? Yeah, I think that's interesting. I don't think we use the word hopeless uh, in, in our thinking. Our, our view was was as follows. We're an organization that needs to introduce people to Jesus, and there's a global pandemic. Like, this is an opportunity-rich mm-hmm. environment. We, we need to get, you know, if we were serious about it before, we need to get really serious about it. So I think that's what, what motivated us, um, that now more than ever, I mean, right now, people need hope because there's just hopelessness all around. So I think that is what kind of spurred us on. That's kind of our reason for being, right? We want people to meet Jesus. And so um, just like first responders get delivered food and you can get takeout from Pizza Hut. I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, paper and cardboard changing hands. You can certainly uh, give somebody a gospel of John. And so the question is, you just can't probably be within six feet of doing that. So we did a few things. One is we came up with uh, quick ways for people to share in the middle of COVID. We had a three, two, one plan. We did that like right out of the, out of the starting block. We launched a digital, launched a digital PDF so that people could just text message it back and forth. And the biggest thing we did is we encouraged people to read God's word every day, right? Think about everybody sitting home. We could binge on Netflix or maybe we could binge on the Bible. So those are some things we did, Jim. But I think for us, the big, the big kind of, Thing that drew us was, man, we're an evangelism organization. Mm-hmm. This ought to be our best season. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Molly Yoder, you know, you're in charge of marketing. You're in charge of, of, of thought. I mean, you do so many things with the Pocket Testament League, and I know you really are there just to capture the stories of the leaguers that are out there sharing the, the gospel of John's that are the Pocket Testaments. How had God been preparing you for this very moment, even though you didn't know it was coming? 
Yeah, it was really cool. We were in us. I remember we were in us. We gathered for prayer uh, Mondays as a, a leadership team and as our staff. And we kind of put the pieces together and realized we started back in January, like scraping away all the how do we do it and what's the mechanism that we do it and, and got down to the why and why is it that we exist? And it's exactly what David said. We exist to help people share Jesus. And so because God had been preparing us and stripping all of that extra away, when we had to change the format or switch up um, our offerings a little bit, it didn't, it didn't shake us um, because we knew what we were about. We knew what, our, what was in the hearts of our league members, and that is to share Jesus with people who don't know him yet. And so it was just a matter of, all right, how are we going to get this done? Because league members still want to share Jesus, and we got to figure out how we can come alongside and support that. So, David, what kind of crazy ideas did you guys throw out there to, to kind of adjust to this? I mean, I'm thinking, okay, usually we were supposed to hand the pocket testaments, and I've got mine. I, gotta, I can't find this. It's usually sitting right here on top of my desk. Uh, you moved things. I, I did. I moved things. We moved things around to change the studio up. But uh, were you thinking, okay, people could just throw it at the feet of the people say, hey, would you pick that up and read it? I mean, what were some of the crazy <laughs> ideas that you guys came up with? You know, well, immediately. Love, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Molly. Let me jump in here. Let me jump in here just because. I love to say that it was our crazy ideas, but honestly, it was the response of our members. Mm. And so our members were like, oh yeah, our local nurses needed takeout. So we put gospels with all of the takeout boxes that we dropped off at the hospital. Or, you know, they, they were going around and leaving care kits at the, you know, into the driveway in their neighborhoods. Like mm-hmm. they were already coming up with creative solutions. And so we just kind of got to be the conduit of that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, David, but I just... <laughs> But she did anyway. To our members whose heart just beats for the lost. That is cool. Dave, what other kind of ideas did you come up with? Well, I build on that because you guys are kind of in the, you know, in terms of the workspace, right? So we've got lots of people who were using their workplace to share the gospel. And now all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they're no longer at their workplace. Right. Or, you know, one of our our really cool story was uh, Jason Chise, and he has a business where they provide some equipment to truckers. And he, he typically sell, sends to a retailer, right? Well, the retailers are all closed. So he's trying to figure out how to keep his business open, but he's also trying to figure out how to do the gospel. So truckers are stopping by their warehouse. And he's like, okay, instead of, and he's giving them gospels. One great story is he gives, the guy picks up, you know, what Jason sells and he's going down the road 30, 30 miles, gives him a gospel of John. The guy starts having a heart attack. No, seriously, has a heart attack. Pulls over, calls 911 and reads the gospel of John and receives Christ while the EMTs are on the way. Wow. Okay, so people are just, people are just, you know, this is not, you can safely get this to people, just just have a heart to do that. And people are just fine, as Molly said, they're finding all sorts of ways to do it. And our job was just to like, hey, check out what Martha and Jim just figured out how to do this in the middle of COVID, you know, mm-hmm. here's mm-hmm. their idea. And just kind of sharing those ideas. And we had we did do a digital thing. My uh, I've shared uh, the Gospel of John like 400 times digitally with the following text message. Hey, I know you're stuck at home. Would you read the Gospel of John with me? And I promise I won't argue with you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm the I'm the obnoxious family member who believes Jesus is, you know, Lord of the universe. And at times I get a little, a little forward with that opinion. So, but... <laughs> So just like, hey, let's just read this together. What do you think of Jesus? What do you think about what he did with that woman at the well? How about this? You know, do you believe that he walked on water? Do you believe that he multiplied fishes and loaves? What do you think about that? Just kind of, why not? Why not? And what's been the response? 
So the response has been people are encouraged. One of the hardest groups of people to share your faith with is your family and friends. And so that text message kind of thing where you're actually not in the same room mm-hmm. actually has provided some space, right? I, need to res- I don't need to reply back to your text message right away. I could think about it. It's actually that social distancing has provided some space for sure. people who are uh, have different opinions about it. Yeah. And yet at the same time, look, let's just respectfully read this together. You know, one of the mm-hmm. text messages was, you know, I really care about this and I really care about you. Could I just share this with you? And I, will, I won't have a fight about it. You know, I think much like mm-hmm. I think there's been um, some quiet observers to the church space for that very same reason. It's like I can That's- watch church now online without anybody even knowing I'm there. And so I can observe and then get ready to to engage. So I think what a brilliant mm-hmm way to um, engage with people. Thanks for sharing that. All right, I know so Jim just appe- disappeared for yeah, a minute. Don't pay attention to the guy down. behind the curtain. Okay. So <laughs> I, I want one other thing. If I point out one other thing, like people are more open. The other thing our members are telling us is that mm-hmm. yeah. in the past, people would probably say, oh, thank you for that. Maybe walk away. And you'd wonder, are they really going to read it? Now people are saying, yeah, I really would like that. Mm-hmm. So just there's mm-hmm. a tonal difference in, in people uh, wanting to receive this because people really are scared. Yeah. I mean, they're afraid. Um, they, if you don't have Christ, you know, you're used to having Christ in your life. You're used to having a sure foundation. If your foundation is your job or your home, mm-hmm. you know, or all the things of this world, that found, that is shaken. All right. And, and it, you see it in the news, even this morning, <clears throat> thousands of people baptized this weekend on Long Beach, California. People coming to Christ in droves in Colorado. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that... Um, it, People probably, much like your story of the guy having the heart attack, reading the gospel and making a decision for Christ, I think a lot of us are looking at our lives from that kind of perspective, saying, wow, I don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't know what the future brings, but I, because I used to always think, you know, we have it made. We have everything going for us, and and uh, our rug has been pulled out from underneath so many of us. Hey, we want to offer our listeners both live here on Facebook and also out there on uh, as it turns into a, a podcast, we've got our own specialty pocket testaments. They say, I double I dog dare one. you to read this. We would love to give you a stack of 10 or a box of 240 if you would make a small donation to I Work For Him. We'll send you the whole box of 240. We'd love for you to get these out there in your community. I double dog dare you to call the listener line 866 866- Eight six six seven one eight. How about seven one three nine six seven five? I'll put it in the notes. Eight six six seven one three ninety six seventy five. It's been too long since I gave that up. Eight six six seven one three ninety six seventy five. David, last question: Has the Pocket Testament League changed forever because of COVID nineteen? I think uh, we've gotten. Yes, you were saying God's prepared us. I think it's really given us laser focus and and real clarity. Mm-hmm. So we were doing lots of good things. We're actually doing fewer things now and just really trying to stay very focused on uh, finding people who love Jesus, love the word of God and have a heart for the lost Mm. and then equipping them. That's what we're doing. Are we accelerated in the digital world? Sure. We're going to launch a mobile app. You can have us back on. We'll talk about that in November. In November, there's going to be a mobile app where you can download the gospel of John in 175 countries. Now that's cool. And that's just a little teaser for for November, okay? All right. (laughs) Stay tuned. Hey, listen, David's setting our schedule up now. So in November, watch for David and Molly come back to talk (laughs) us about their mobile app. Make sure you check these guys out online. PTL.org, PTL.org, the Pocket Testament League. Set up by a small business guy and his entrepreneurial daughter. 
Helen Cadbury. Yes, that Cadbury. The one that makes the really cool eggs at Easter time? I don't know that that's what was on Helen's mind, but the Gospel of John and sharing it with their friends and neighbors in their town in England? That's why is it so hard to be able to see this? I double dog dare you to read this. Get copies of the I Work For Him specialty. Sorry, Martha, right in front of your face. That's all this right. I Work For Him specialty pocket testament right here. 866-713-9675. David Collum, Molly Yoder. Thanks for this just a little brief Tuesday morning intro and just kind of update for what's going on in the pocket decibel because of COVID-19. Thanks, guys. Thank Our you. pleasure. Thanks for having us. All right, you bet. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace... Yeah, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four, him.com.